thing into their hands. So hopefully, you know, this is a wake up call. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, hey, everybody, listen, we have the news coming up and we'll be right back after the news. Hang tight right here on the Sunday Forum. WMNF Tampa. Shout out to Holly Selassie, John Live. I'm Louise Schiavone. Southern European destinations are battling record heat and wildfires. On the Greek island of Rhodes, a wildfire forced thousands of tourists and residents to shelter in schools and stadiums. In Washington state, officials say a fast-moving wildfire near the border with Oregon has taken off in less than 24 hours and burned more than 30,000 acres. There are evacuation orders. Alan Leibovitz is a spokesman for Washington state's Department of Natural Resources. He says the fire threatens major properties. Solar farm, a wind farm, uh, a um, landfill facility that generates natural gas, uh, transmission lines for that, power transmission lines, um, a number of historic uh, resources, uh, cultural resources, uh, and it's also moving towards uh, the Yakima um, Reservation. He says the area is under a red flag warning with low humidity and high winds. A new week on Capitol Hill and the Senate returns to legislation to set defense spending priorities for the coming year. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says expect a very different measure from the one already passed in the GOP-controlled House. NPR's Windsor Johnston reports. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the Senate process on the NDAA stands in stark comparison with that of the House. In the Senate, Democrats and Republicans have worked together, mindful of the importance to preserve our national security, while the process in the House, unfortunately, was sadly delayed and at times derailed by wildly partisan and irrelevant hard-right amendments that have nothing to do with defense. The House bill includes provisions that would reverse the Defense Department's policy on abortion and eliminate diversity and inclusion programs at the Pentagon. Ultimately, lawmakers will have to merge the two versions into one bill and then send that combined measure back to both chambers for a vote. Windsor Johnston, NPR News. A city park on the Rio Grande in Eagle Pass, Texas, has been declared private property in a state effort to make it easier to arrest migrants. Texas Public Radio's Jerry Clayton reports. Many migrants have crossed into the U.S. at the park, making it a prime target of Texas Governor Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star, his $4 billion security initiative. The affidavit in which Eagle Pass Mayor Rolando Salinas declared the city park private property was signed earlier this year. It was obtained by multiple news outlets on Friday. Officials claim the move allows them to enforce the criminal trespass statute of the Texas Penal Code. Immigration attorneys claim that more than 400 immigrants have been jailed for entering the park since June. Floating buoys were recently installed in the river near the park to deter people from swimming across. I'm Jerry Clayton in San Antonio. This is NPR News. The Philadelphia Medical Examiner's Office plans an autopsy on a child's body found Friday evening in the Delaware River, believed to be the remains of a two-year-old girl swept away last week in a flash flood in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. The family of the child said they were relieved the girl's body had been found, still missing her nine-month-old brother. In Guatemala today, democracy activists plan to protest against the recent government raid of the offices of the anti-corruption party whose leader is running for the presidency. Maria Martin has more. Four weeks remain before the August 20th runoff between the establishment candidate Sandra Torres and the anti-corruption candidate Bernardo Arevalo. Analysts say anything could happen as the government uses the judicial branch to attack Arevalo's party Semilla. But electoral 
Central Observer Manfredo Marroquin says the judiciary can't stop the runoff and that Arevalo, the candidate no one expected to qualify, will win the vote of most Guatemalans fed up with the politics of self-interest. Even though these corrupt powers have the control of the country now, they're going to lose it. And that's a hope for the country. And hope is something Guatemalans haven't felt about politics in a long time. For NPR News, I'm Maria Martin. As of midnight Eastern time tonight, the little bird icon on Twitter accounts will be changed to an X. It's the latest big change since Elon Musk bought the social media platform last year. I'm Luis Schiavone, NPR News, Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Wallace Foundation, working to develop and share practices that can improve learning and enrichment for young people and the vitality of the arts for everyone. Ideas and information at wallacefoundation.org. invited to join WMNF in celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip-hop on August 12th. This electrifying live show will include DJ sets and interviews with hip-hop enthusiasts. Hosted by Tone Capone, Concept, Tempest, Val Trenda, and Sip Saki, the event will take place from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. on August 12th. We're honored to be celebrating WMNF's hip-hop legend, Kenny K, during the event. Skilled photographers and videographers will capture the discussions. We've also invited hosts from WMNF's popular music shows to join us for an on-air discussion about the evolution of hip-hop culture. WMNF DJs, including DJ Toon Selector, DJ SR, DJ Dark Vader, DJ Raheem, DJ Deacon, DJ Slowburn, DJ LCM, DJ Kellen, DJ Spaceship, DJ Chen, and DJ Sinflo will perform 30-minute sets. We're thrilled with the level of cooperation and participation within the WMNF family. The event will also feature special guest artists, staff, and WMNF supporters. We hope to see you there. WMNF is accepting volunteer applications to be part of our on-air team. And welcome. This is Latinx. Welcome, welcome to the Soul Kitchen and Design, your resident chef, Big Eddie G. Join your favorite voices on 88.5 FM, WMNF.org, and our HD channels. If you've always dreamed of being on the radio, I would love to be on the radio. Now's your chance. Join your listening-supported radio station, WMNF. Apply under the programming tab at WMNF.org. WMNF is more than just 88.5 FM. You can also find us online at WMNF.org. Check out the latest news stories, how to volunteer, future WMNF concerts, stream live or the latest episode of your favorite music shows, and more. And of course, you can always show your support and donate by clicking on the tip jar. Explore your community at WMNF.org. If you love classic soul, R&B, Caribbean, gospel, hip-hop, or house music. And if you love podcasting and exclusive interviews, if you love urban culture and urban music, then you will really love the Urban Cafe channel. You can find it here on HD2 if you have an HD2 radio, or you can go to WMNF.org and download our mobile app so that you can listen to it all the time. back here on the Sunday Forum WMNF Radio 88.5 FM looking for your telephone calls 813-239-9663 that's the number to call if you want to join a discussion we were starting out talking about the black history standards that have been lowered in Florida and we're looking for solutions to that uh, we're looking for what we got to do to push back on all of this new racism that's continuing to happen right before our very eyes here in Florida. So keep it tuned. This is your Sunday Forum. So give us a call, 813-239-9663 with Walter L. Smith II. And you can also write us, write us DJ at WMNF.org. We're 
looking at all types of history. This is also the 50th year of hip hop. This was the message. And there was a. So there's a lot of history there as well. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Everywhere, people on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the tow truck repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breeze blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails. Used to be a fag hag, such a dash to tango. Skipped the life and dango. Was her dark prince to seem to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell her stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so, so, so did it. She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night. Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job. There's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back. Can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac. A mid-range migraine cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane. I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me. Call, I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My son said, Daddy, I don't want to go to school Cause the teacher's a jerk, he must think I'm a fool And all the kids smoke reefer I think it'd be cheaper if I just got a job Learn to be a street sweeper I dance to the beat, shuffle my feet Wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey They push that girl in front of the train Took her to the doctor, sold her arm on the game Stabbed that man right in his heart Gave him a transplant for a brand new start I can't walk through the park Cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun Cause they got me on the run I feel like an outlaw Broke my last glass jaw Hear them say you want some more Living on a seesaw Don't push me Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under a child is born with no state of mind Blind to the ways of mankind God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too Because only God knows what you'll go through You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate And your eyes will sing a song of deep hate The places you play and where you stay Looks like one great big alleyway You'll admire all the number book takers Thugs, pimps, and pushers in the big money makers Dropping big cars, spending 20s and 10s And you want to grow up to be just like them <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, burn Burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool. But then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void. Walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag. Being used and abused to serve like hell. To one day, you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was Cold and your body swung back and forth But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song Of how you live so fast and die so young So don't push me 
Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man. Yo, that sound like cowboy, man What you know about that, Walter? What you, what you know about that? Huh? Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Five featuring Millie Mill. You per, if, if you're watching the Facebook Live, you saw the poses. The B-Boy poses uh, from the music videos. <laughs> That's how they used to do it back in the day. Uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five right here on the Sunday Forum celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. The one, the one thing, the one thing that they hated, they hated it, <laughs> and now everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah, huh? right. They hated it, and now everybody's doing it. Right. It was at the center of the, it's at the center of the culture now. Huh? <laughs> we we, we talk, This was our news, man. This was our news. This is our news, and we got these fools running around here doing all this craziness, man. In the name of hip hop. Man, come on, man. This, <laughs> listen, we've lost track. We've lost track. We've lost track. We cannot allow this type of thing to happen to our culture, man. This is this is craziness. Absolutely madness. I, I, you know, so listen, we're back here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, this is your host, Walter Smith II, along with my man, Mabili, member of the Fourth Estate crew. Listen, you know, Mabili, this thing that we're talking about today is critical. I, I, I can't even begin to to tell you, as I said in the break, to the folks who are out there watching right now on the Sunday Forum Facebook page and on the Walter Smith II Facebook page. The main thing that, that gets me about this is that, uh, you know, this was told to us by people years ago. Our own people years ago said this type of thing was happening. And it started, really, by people like J.A. Rogers, historian J.A. Rogers, right? Who fought against this with his studies that he did. Made people question the realities of history. What was being taught to us because it wasn't being questioned before, right? And people like Arturo Schomburg, okay, the the uh, Mr. Afro Boricua, uh, Arturo Schomburg was the founder of the Schomburg Center and Museum um, uh, and History Museum that's in Harlem right now. Um, Arturo Schomburg is one of my heroes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, black man from Puerto Rico, who who said that. Our history should never be a matter of question. Our history is is a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Should never be a matter of a question, but should always and is a matter of fact. This garbage that's being peddled by our education department is disgusting. To the middle schoolers as well. These are the, the next generation. Oh, man. The alpha generation, really. <laughs> Listen, that, that's what they're calling them, the alpha generation. And let me tell you something, man. This is disgusting. This is terrible. But when we talk about this issue of, of history being whitewashed, let me give you some context, folks. And then we're going to go to the phone line. Let me tell you what happens when something's whitewashed. So in the 1800s, after after Brazil ended, Brazil was the last uh, country to end slavery in the Western Hemisphere. Now, when Brazil ended ended uh, slavery, and actually before that, when Cuba ended slavery in about 1883 or so, when it ended slavery, what ended up happening was they they began doing what was called institutionalized whitening. Institutionalized whitening. Look it up. Institutionalized whitening was a process by which white people, if you're talking about Cuba, you're talking about the Spanish, okay? If you're talking about Brazil, you're talking about the Portuguese, 
you're talking about in America, in, in, in the Americas, like in, in Mexico, you're talking about the Spanish. So mostly these, this is what's happening in Latin America and, and uh, those areas. After slavery, there were so many black people in the population that they began to try to breed them out. This happened in Puerto Rico. This happened in Dominican Republic and Haiti, to a degree in Haiti. Didn't work too well. Uh, but in places like that, they began to do institutionalized whitening. Now, institutionalized whitening was a process, as I said before, of breeding out the blackness of a society in order to in order to be able to bring in more white tourists and to eliminate the appearance that the country that they were visiting was not European in its dominance. Did you hear what I said? To point out, to, to make sure that the European dominance remained as best they could leave it. Okay? And to eliminate the black population as much as they possibly could. So they began to breed out or try to breed out the numbers of black people in the country. These people were were not scientific giants because you can't do that. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Because what you're doing, we have a dominant gene. Dominant gene, folks. Dominant gene. These are eugenicists, by the way. These are people who (laughs) believe in eugenics. And they believe that they were the master race so they could breed us out. Wrong answer, Jack. You messed that one up real good. Now you got people in Puerto Rico with curly hair, with curly hair running around here. (laughs) You know, uh, Dominican Republic, although they try to say that they're Taino Indians, uh, when when predominant numbers, 90% of the people in Puerto Rico and 80% of the people in Puerto Rico actually are black. And the same thing in Dominican Republic, where 90-some percent of the population is black. Uh, Brazil, 88%, 85 to 88% of the population is actually self-proclaimed black. Uh, what, you want me to go on? <laughs> I mean, you know, what, what are we going to do? You can't do it. You just right. can't do it. That's the bottom line. You know, you might, they may want to deny it. They might want to deny it. There are people that want to deny it. But that, of course, is part of the institutionalized whitening what mind frame that's what happened is they did not want to be identified as being black anymore and so if they could if they could do it they would an example of that historically would be my main man Emerito Betances Dr. Betances who was the who was one of the uh leaders of the movement he his his family tried they were black they were by definition they were black Okay, and he said he actually talks about it in his autobiography about how he didn't talk to his father because he was upset the fact that his father began to began the process of whitening his family, yeah. and it, by economics, economics, not necessarily by by breeding or anything like that, nothing like that, but literally by economics, and you had the possibility of doing that there because they offered that that up. Now, let me tell you, folks. This is the type of thing that happens as a result of this. This is what happens. You don't know this history. This is not commonly known. People yeah. thought this was something that just oh, just kind of happened. No, it didn't just kind of happen. It was made to happen. There were laws put in place to make it happen. You keep on. You keep on letting this fool, like this right here, like Ron DeSantis and all of his cronies, you let them keep on doing what they're doing. And you keep on he hemming and hawing and laughing and, and ignoring and running around here doing all this stupid stuff and killing each other and carrying on and not teaching your kids about these histories and not understanding what needs to be happening in our community. We're going to keep on. Keep on and we'll be gone. They're already pushing you out of your communities already. They're already pushing you out of your communities as it is. They've eliminated several communities right now in the history of Tampa. There are several communities right now that are no longer in existence. Why? Because we let them do it. Right. Again, the best way to fight against propaganda and lies in terms of history is we need to personalize the history as well. Too much information is at our fingertips. We have ancestry. We have African ancestry. And we could... 
you know, there's so much that's revealed that the society doesn't know has been revealed in those census reports that you can get so much uh, of a history lesson just by looking at your own ancestry. Mm. All you have to do is research your own history, personal history, mm. and you will get a real history lesson. What do you say? Shake your, shake your and, and the white folks, this is the subnote to white folks, footnote. Shake your family tree too. Yeah. See how many See how many chips. black folks fall out of it. <laughs> That's right. Okay. My grandmother used to say that all the time. They shake their family tree a little bit. They'll see something come out. Yeah. I certainly found a few white folks in mine. <laughs> right. Uh, which is which is it, but see that but that's what we expect, right? And that's what we expect. That's, that's the history lesson. They don't, they do not, and right. they do everything to hide it. Right. This yeah. is why this this is why folks. This is why they're telling you to. That's why they're making this elimination, trying to eliminate this history. Right. That's the, that's what happened to <laughs> us. It. I mean, I found the information, and what I learned in the process was they were trying. To hide that the, that information, mm-hmm. that's the reason why it's taken so many generations to find it. Yep. Want to go back to the phone? David line? Gonzalez says we have to say it out loud. DeSantis is a fascist. That's right. Right. Got to say it. People are say saying it. it out loud. And now. the people that are that are doing this type of thing right here, they're fat. Did you notice that entire education board? There wasn't one black person on the entire board of yeah. education. And the one working in the board of uh, well, in the education department is is on. The, is in their agenda. He's, you know, uh, he's a step and fetch it. But, you know, <laughs> it's important to understand what we're up against. And, you know, the truth is there, you know, for you to see, but they're trying to hide it and whitewash it. Yeah, they're trying to hide it and whitewash it. You know, you really, at the end of the day, you can't do that. It's not really all that possible. But you can lie. You can you can lie to your kids who are not going to question it. You know, at the middle school level. No, they're gonna question it because because they're lying to them now. They keep lying. They're lying to them now. They're setting it up so they can lie to them, and it, right. and, and and it seems to be the truth. You know, that's their truth. This this a lie. This big old lie is gonna end up being their truth. Well, you learn. You Negroes learn how to how to be how to be tailors. Mm-hmm. Really, how to sew a shirt. Really. But, you know, you, you mentioned Cotton Mathers and all of that, but, the, you know, he was studying some scientific, doing some scientific experiments, and it, it took an African, an enslaved African, to give him some old African to, to help him. Oh, you're talking about um, Eli Whitten. <laughs> Eli Whitten, yeah. Yeah, he was right. one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, guys, really? Um, gosh, let's go to the phone lines. Wow, wow, wow. All right, go ahead, Carly. You're on the Sunday Forum. You say what? Uh, peace, peace, peace. Uh, this is Eli. Eli, the book guy. Am hey, Eli. Here? Hey, Eli. What's going on, man? Great, great. So, uh, I just want to say, first of all, I appreciate, I appreciate that question. I, agree, I appreciate everything that you two and your your family and the community. And um, just your platform is doing for for um, and uh, so back to the question: uh, What is the solution? Um, I want to point out two things, and then we'll get to the uh, solution. The first thing is us and them. You know, who's the us and who's the them? In my book, in my belief, I believe us is black white, whatever color you are, if you are for good, if you are for positivity, if you are for growth and 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 power to all people, then you're us. If you're to them, the them is the greedy, the wicked, you know, the people who just just want what what they want and they don't care. You know, it could be your brother, it could be your mother, you know what I'm saying? It could be anybody against good God, you know, all forms, all kinds. That's the them. And then the second point is the, like you said, the institutionalized whitewash. And they whitewash the black, they whitewash the white, they whitewash everything in between. It gets us to believe that either we are lesser, we are greater, or we are separate. You know, but the reality is that we are one human family and that brings me to the solution. 
We are a community. We're one human family. However, there's a family on the other block that suffered, and that family is the black family. My, I'll get to it in a moment. Uh, um, so, 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 so until until that family, on, on or I should say on our block, until we help this family to be healed from traumas, you know. And, and and that institutionalized racism, all of that that was done to that family, purposefully done to that family to help the other families to grow, right? So, um, and, and that's another point. So, and then to fix it. Again, we need to treat that trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Then we need to treat, we need to treat, um, we need to water that family with with wisdom first, water it with wisdom, because right now, as a human family, we're suffering. So white family can help, Latin family can help, Asian family can help to fix this, this, this black family. However, the first thing that needs to be done, in my opinion, the very first thing that needs to be done is that you know, and things that we can do again, treat the trauma, help ourselves, then we can accept other help from other people, other nations, other countries. But first, we got to treat ourselves. And so how do we do that? Forum, like you're doing right now, coming together, bringing the leaders together, talking about the problem, okay, what, what's the ailment? What are the symptoms? Now let's treat, not the symptoms, let's treat the cause of the sickness, of the illness. So in my opinion, my humble opinion, um, I say that this is my vision, one of my visions and a solution that I put on the table. Let's talk. Again, this is Eli, Eli the book guy. Peace and love, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Peace, brother. Thank you, man. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah we, we need to. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> white folks got some got, got a problem. I, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. And, and this this is the reality of it. They need, they need to go back to deal, to get a hold of these crazy folk amongst themselves. And they need to have a meeting. They, they need to get them straight. Because there's something wrong. There's something seriously wrong. That's madness. This is madness. There is nothing. I, you know, I can speak to my, till I'm green in the face, dude. Malcolm X spoke to his green in the face. King spoke to his green in the face. But they all spoke to their green in the face and kept telling these people the same thing over and over and over again. And we keep saying it. We keep saying it. But they're not listening to us. So we got, like like he said, we have to go and we have to deal with ourselves, right? Yeah. And, then, and then we need to meet in the middle somewhere and have, and have that meeting and say, all right, you know, we got we to gotta straighten up. Okay, what did you get straightened out? We just have to demand this, truth and rights. I mean, there's something wrong, man. If they can send their white kids into the fray, and and their white parents can use their kids as political pawns, basically fodder. Yeah, basically as human shields against any pushback. You know, you're gonna have to point out that your kids are being lied to. Your kids are having a are having history whitewashed. And they're being made to feel terrible sitting in the class being told a bunch of lies and that how slavery was a benefit, you know. Oh, and let me also point out when I talked about Mathers using one of, you know, an idea from his, one of his slaves was one of his slaves. Uh, Cotton Mathers had a slave that he named Onesimus. And he was an African man who was instrumental in the mitigation of the impact of a smallpox Outbreak in um, Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. He told Mathers how he had been inoculated as a child, 
in Africa, and Mathers was fascinated by that idea. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thank you. We don't, we don't whitewash it here. We tell you what happened. This is how it happened, baby. <laughs> this is how it happened. So, all right. Folks, we've got some, we got some more folks on the line. Yep. Go ahead, Carly. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning, gentlemen. Chris Steiner and Clearwater here. Morning. Uh, Considering about the story this week, I do agree that the, for the criticism of the Florida Department of Education, a friend of mine uh, who I do trust and has high standards tells me that DeSantis is surrounded by snakes. Uh, you know, I've defended him on issues, and I think that's important because otherwise people will think you're crying wolf and not believe you. But uh, like politicians, they serve the snakes who they uh, think protect them to in order to lift a fight another day is their lame excuse or rationale, I imagine. But, uh, you know, bear in mind that, uh, you know, asserting slavery might have been beneficial is offensive to slaves who were not black. So, Walter, maybe it's time to revisit your urging us to literally have a double standard where it comes to calling for reparations to be for blacks only. But the solution, if you like it, is reconsideration here at all. I'm not reconsidering anything as far as that's concerned. Uh, listen, let me, t- let, me, let me and let me about this point. Uh, slavery for slavery for who? Enslavement, enslavement of who? Now? Who are you talking about? Well, in the past, you've mentioned that we need to have a double standard. Um, and correct me if I'm misquoting you. Uh, that we should call for reparations for only blacks. Is that correct? That that's exactly right. Yes. Well, I find it offensive that someone as a person who's not black, uh, someone would suggest that slavery was beneficial. And, well, I guess oh, okay, it was beneficial, okay. The, the, the call, okay, that is very offensive, okay. Once you realize you are in slavery and you've overcome them with uh, economic means I've mentioned before, like community currencies, the time banks, barter networks, cooperatives, uh, swap shops, and, and uh, you know, we, uh, with these we can defeat uh, the the bankster gangsters uh, ins- uh, ensure abundance, afford premium quality services, heirloom quality goods, uh, allow more time for civic involvement, and encourage patient conversation, trend towards a gifting society. I think by uh, fertilizing patient conversation, there's more progress to be had than by trying to educate on any other issues. So uh, we can uh, cultivate ourselves and our civilizations and whip the money changers with minimal physical conflict. Uh, cease feeding those beasts, proving we're not dependent, exiting the resting global plantation. And, you know, yeah, once you beat them, I guess it's beneficial for them as well as us. <laughs> you know, you see that your standard of living is is, uh, is improving. And, and so you're, um, you can, uh, you know, find the courage to stand on your own, too. Uh, you know, it makes the, if you easier to find doing what you like to do so much easier and uh you know you've got to stop the parasites it's better for their spiritual development as well but, but uh you know you're doing it for yourself <laughs> uh, it's a win-win situation so um i also want to ask uh, what violence at school board meetings is mobile you're referring to uh, they are recorded so there ought to be some video i've seen videos of meetings where uh, parents are often shut down across the country when they're just reading the pornographic material or showing it up on screen. Uh, they're cut off and stopped from reading, and Pinellas County stopped broadcasting their live video for a while. Um, but I think, you know, we should encourage debate and logic as an example for our children where someone is asserted to have an opinion, we'll ask them, what do you base that on? And then talk about the facts. And then if you have a contravening fact, then that can be introduced. But uh, bear in mind, you know, a simple rule of logic a lot of people ignore is that you cannot prove a negative that something does not exist. If someone gives comes up with a fact and you don't fact, you don't have uh, something to contradict. Well, you can't uh, prove that it does not exist without evidence, usually extraordinary evidence to the contrary. Like saying, I, I can't prove there's uh, not a needle in that haystack, for instance. So when someone gives you information, you don't have something to say, maybe you should look into it more immediately, like last show. So, so, so my, so my, my question would be this, I, I'm, and I'm trying. To, I guess I'm just trying to understand what what is there to debate regarding this issue. Are you suggesting that there's something that's, that's debatable? No, I'm saying problem solving should start with the rules of debate, 
and learning rules of logic. Okay. Yeah. Well, and are you suggesting that that's what that needs to happen here with regard to this ridiculous assertion that they're making at the Department of Education? No, I'm I'm speaking generally, so I don't go off topic. I'm okay, just okay. Speaking generally, in that uh, you know, look up uh, the trivium, the rules of logic, uh, things that can help you in a debate and uh, research as well. Yeah, well, yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's 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 obvious. Um, now we 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 want to thank and thank you very much, Chris. We appreciate that. Is what what we what we make sure is happening is that people understand there's no logic behind what, what's happening here. No. So we want, we want to make sure we clear that up because there might be people that heard what was said just now and understand that there's a suggestion that that's good. We are saying, we are not saying that at all. There's no there's no logic behind what these people have done. And there's no logic at these school board meetings. These people come there to just shout and scream people down and talk about how they don't want wokeness. It's craziness. It's just stupidity. And they are, especially in Sarasota, they use AstroTurf. They get people on a bus and they come to these school board meetings in order to start shouting down uh, any progressive ideas. Right. And push this, uh, this, uh, this fear of progress, <laughs> fear of anybody that's going to come in that's not heterosexual, white, you know, Christian. It's an indoctrination. It's an attempt to indoctrinate while claiming they're fighting indoctrination. Absolutely. But there's nothing wrong with a society saying we're going to stop racism. We're going to stop being anti-diversity. We're going to stop being unequal. We're going to push for equality. We're going to push for diversity. We're going to push for equity. And these people are coming to school board meetings and when they don't get AstroTurf, it's not as violent. The progressives, you know, people who are the young, if you want to lose young people, even young conservatives, start talking about how you're fighting the woke mob. You know, that's how you lose them because that's just some old people stuff that they're, you know, using as a dog whistle, you know, to fight against anything that smacks of black people, anything that smacks of people of color, you know, it's a dog whistle to say this is something we're going to stand against even though it's innocuous, even though it's not dangerous. You know, we're going to push for more lies and we're going to do it violently and we're going to get the Proud Boys here at the school board meeting to defend us and protect us from you, right. from the progress, the progressives out there. So right. this is the violence that I'm talking about. It's been happening. It was happening even during the healthcare debate, when we were when Barack Obama was trying to push uh, the you know Affordable Care Act, there were people going to town hall meetings representing the right wing to basically shout down the lawmaker and to stop anything that smacks of a quote unquote Obama agenda. This is a continuation of that, and they've gotten even more violent. And you know Steiner can't act like he doesn't see it. This is intimidation. This is political intimidation writ large. And uh, they've been using school boards as their medium to do it, which is why we have this culture war going on. And you can't hold teachers anymore. You can't keep a teacher, enough teachers. We have a worker shortage across the board. We oh, have man, listen, my bus driver me yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sick. It's sick. This is the type of ridiculousness that's happening right now. This, let me tell you. I don't know if anybody's noticed. My brother's my brother's um, is also an engineer. Uh, he's an engineer, and he's over in. Uh, he's a superintendent of a overseeing a uh, several different sites here in uh, in the Tampa Bay area. And let me tell you, he called me one day this week. As soon as I got back from Iowa, he's like, "Well, you don't believe this, man. You got to help me." I was like, "What's going on? You got to help me find some workers." What do you mean? Dude, the sites are empty. 60% of the workers on these sites were from Central America. Were from Mexico or Central America. And that meant that all when, when these mandates came down from the governor's office, that meant that they had to split. 
And we're seeing it across Tampa Bay. We're seeing it across the state. The production of homes, the production of buildings, the construction realm, all of it, it's, it's practically gone. It's practically gone. It's a desert. And he said he had to work an extra uh, day this week, which was Saturday, yesterday. He had to work Saturday because nobody was there during the week. This is what this is what what he's doing. Now I say as a sidebar, but that's important to know. Gosh, man, what what are we doing? Then then when we talk about the let's, let's go back to what we were talking about before. Um, you know, we talk about history and black history. I'm going to show you what happens when you do what this guy's doing, right? When when I say this guy, what this guy's doing, I mean. I'm referring to DeSantis and referring to this dumb board of education. What these guys have done is they have set these children up for complete failure and mm-hmm. and complete ignorance to be left in the dark about right. who they are. I mean, it's, it's, now let me show you what I mean by that. Um, I taught, as I said before, I, I've said this many, many times before. I've spent I spent probably six years of my life working with um, working in as a teacher in the Hillsborough County school system. So I remember one day, uh, one of my students coming to me and he said, he was talking to me about, uh, about being from Puerto Rico. I said, really? He said, yeah. Now the student, mind you, was black, visibly black, okay? Uh, and I said to him, I said, well, yeah, you know, and I, I ran down some of the history of Puerto Rico. And I was like, you didn't know this? And I, and I was pointing out the fact that when he talks about uh, Puerto Rico, uh, it was just, yeah, we're just Puerto Ricans. And I said, yeah, if you want to take the nationalist viewpoint, yeah, that, you're right, you, you guys are Puerto Ricans. But when you, you do realize there are black people in Puerto Rico, right? And he was like, no, no, I didn't, no, we're just Puerto Ricans. I was like, dude, I, I said, listen, man, what what makes you think that there were no, don't you know that the Taino Indians were replaced, replaced by the Africans? And he said, no, nah, no, I said, brother, you, who told you this? Who told you this history? Who told you that this was not the case, that there were no Africans in Puerto Rico? How, who told you this? And he said, well, um, my parents. I was like, your parents taught you. Your parents taught you that this was the case. Well, they didn't say it in so many words. I said, what do you mean they didn't say it in so many words? Uh, Explain this to me. So he explained to me. He said, they never, ever talked to him about this, about about the history of Puerto Rico and the African history of Puerto Rico. I said, brother, what does your mom look like? And he described it to me. I said, what does your dad look like? He showed me. I said, okay, listen, man, let me, let me, let me run it down to you. I said, you are black. Okay, you are black. B-L-A-C-K, you are black. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And if, if, if there has to be a discussion about this somehow because you're dealing with an identity crisis, please send whoever it is you need to send to me, and I will clarify it. Uh, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I mean, you know, he said, I, I, I said, look, man, how do you think you got that hair that you got? How do you think that your skin tone is about the same as mine? How do you get that? How do you get that? Explain that to me. He said, oh, I just thought that's what we, that's what we look like. I said, oh, my God. Dude, it hit me that this is what's happening. We're not. We are not teaching our kids African history. We're not teaching our kids our history. We have. We have to step up to this thing and more than just jumping on. It's not just a matter of the Department of Education getting away with this, but they're getting away with it because of us. Partly because of us. We allow this type of thing to happen. We didn't. First of all, because we didn't vote. Second of all, because we sat up there and, and we sit up there and we just take for granted that this type of thing will never happen to us. And it's happening right in front of our eyes right now. Mm-hmm. 
right now. But this is the type. This, that kid I just described to you. That's a, that's what you're gonna get. That's what you're gonna get as a result of this. That's what you're gonna get. A whole generation of kids that do just what this kid did. It, this uh, whole concept of whiteness has to be abandoned. Uh, we, I like this book. There's one book that I've read years and years ago called The Iceman Inheritance. Yes. Uh, yes. Michael Bradley, yep. a Canadian, but he was of Sequoia uh, heritage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like this book. This is a, a book that basically explores prehistoric sources of Western man's racism, sexism, and aggression, but also, you know, the idea that the the ice age is what changed Europeans' DNA. But before that, we were all of African descent. Right. <laughs> we we're all of dark skin. If you look at old Britain, those are dark skinned people. You know, so they prove this is these points have been proven. Yeah, these points have been proven, but they've been forgotten because these books are not. You know, they're not read. They're not. Required reading, uh, but they will push propaganda. Mm-hmm. And it's getting worse with these conservatives taking over school boards. This is a problem. We need a revolution from this. And uh, it needs to begin now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Go back to the phone lines. All right, go ahead, Carla. You're on the Sunday Forum. Yes, good morning, brothers. Good morning. So... This is a generation right now that have at its disposal the ability to find out any information that they need. So that's not the problem. From young people to old people, we can find it, we can click on it, we can read it. The problem is, is the urgency of fighting for two things, white supremacy and our black survival. And so we might see Donald Trump and DeSantis at the front of the ticket, but they got so many cousins and supporters and allies that is quietly working that agenda. We see it with the displacement of black communities. We see it through the court system. We see it through the educational process. We see it through employment and hiring. We see it. We see it. Black people see it. The question is, this constant compare, uh, trying to appeal to their heart, to their greater humanity, we're losing time. We're not going to be able, in my opinion, Latou's my solution. We're not going to be able to outfight them, uh, you know, through the gun, uh, But we do have the ability to hold economically control of our dollars. Somebody can't keep telling you that black people nationally has this collective great wealth, and yet we're spending with people that is not working in our interest. So we got to be absolutely crazy to keep spending or acting if. We're we're in denial. Black people is in denial that this is uh, happening to us. We're den- in denial that a Breonna Taylor could be killed, and the only thing we can say is a little compensation to the family. We are in denial when we're talking about black infant mortality. We are in denial, and somehow we have to go to history, muster up some kind of courage. Like our ancestors that had far away more to lose. They had freedom. All we might lose is some material possession and make a conscious decision as to what are we going to do for our own survival as a people and as a race. I think it's unfortunate, in my opinion, that we have this divide within side of our community, but it is clear. It is very clear that if we don't take matters into our own hands and start working toward our own liberation, they come for the book and they come for the body. Yeah, that's powerful. Those are some powerful mm. words. Wow. Mm. 
They coming for the books and they coming for the body. That's next. God, dog. You know, we had a writer, Walter, that wrote and asked a, a salient question. Why isn't anyone mobilizing? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, I have no idea. Well, it's a lot to, there's a lot to un, uh, unpack there. That's right. Go ahead, call it. You're on the Sunday Forum. How y'all doing? What's going on? All right. I was, I've been always wondering this. Why do we think that they must teach us? We don't, why can't we teach ourselves? Why can't we just go ahead and say, forget their education and educate ourselves? Why was, why would we even want to continue on bragging about what schools are there as we go to when we know that we taught the same lies that they've been teaching us for years and years? If a good education to them is a miseducation to us, why do we continue on to want our kids to be mis- miseducated? I mean, yourself. You Nobody know. wants that. <laughs> right. But, no, we say we don't. But I hear people brag all day about their kids learning and their kids' grades in school. When they're being miseducated, their grades are horrible because they're learning lies. And they're going off to teach lies and believe those lies as if they get older. Like you say, the young man didn't know. Didn't look at his blackness as black because of what he has been learned in his lies. We need to educate our own, you know what I'm saying, self-care. Instead of running by what school our kids go to, we just start educating our kids ourselves. So you're advocating homeschooling? Is that what you're saying? Homeschool? Teach them. Hello? You wanna, yeah, are you advocating homeschool? Yes, we can teach them in the churches. We can teach them anywhere. You, know, you yourself is an educator. I got plenty of, plenty of customers who complain about it. But they're educators also. Y'all can all come together and teach these kids. We can teach our own kids. The young man, King Randall, proved a young man at 19, proved that we don't need them to make us great. We did better. We did better doing uh, in, uh, integration than we're doing, I mean, segregation than what we're doing in integration. So what do you feel about college and university? You shouldn't go to those either? Or just, what, well, HBCUs? I mean, the way I see it, the way I see it, what are we really learning there? If we go ahead on and we learn to be, uh, we learn to be better than the ones that we're not better than, we're not learning nothing. If we learn to hold our head up high on their standards, we're not learning nothing. If we're learning that uh, we had a good time away from home, uh, we're not learning anything. You got okay. Got one of those Oh, wow. Sorry, brother. We, we, we We're running out of time anyway. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead, yeah. caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Uh, good morning. Uh, am I on? You are, yep. Good morning. Hey, Walter Marlowe. Hey, Marlowe. What's going on, bro? Not a lot, bro. A couple of things. Uh, first of all, these people who are hiding behind the, the, the veil of Christianity, it's not Christianity. It's the same Christianity they used to enslave us. So Jesus laid down his life for all of us. These people aren't teaching that, so it's not Christianity. Secondly, we spend too much time talking about what racist white people are doing and not doing anything ourselves. Uh, the caller who just got off talking about education. What we're really talking about is our education and our history, but you can't misteach math. You can't just teach English. It, it's just English. If you're going to school and do it poorly, you're going to school and do it poorly. It's not that you're, they're not teaching you the right thing. They're not giving you a math book with something different in it. You have to send your kids to school and you have to prepare them to to do well in school. You know, the fact that they're they're trying to change history doesn't mean education is wrong. And going to college is wrong. That's that's that makes no sense. And so, just wanted to say those two things because we we have to we have to vote and we have to fight. We can't worry about everybody else. Uh, we need to mobilize ourselves, and that's our biggest problem. You know, gentrification isn't all racism. It's this us leaving our neighborhoods. We weren't pushed out. It's not. It's not. They're not bombing us out of West Tampa. We're we're choosing to leave. Hmm. Yeah. Before property taxes got crazy, we chose to run the Riverview. 
So we got to look at ourselves first, then start making changes. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, I mean, we we definitely espouse that one. We definitely yeah. espouse that, man. Yes. Um, it's a it's a a holistic thing. It know? is. It sure is, man. It but really we is. what role do we play? Do we play? Will we play? And that's the question. I mean, like I said, there's nothing wrong with teaching ourselves, but, you know, this, the last caller was right. It doesn't make sense to throw out the baby with the bathwater, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. But the fact of the matter is, like I said, if you study your own family history, your own DNA, that gives you a long way into American and U.S. history, uh, in world history. Because, right. you know, there's no, the information is there. It's there for you to see. And I think what is really happening, these conservatives want to want to not only lie to you, but hide the information. It's, a, it's going right. backwards. They want, if you want to put something, hide something from somebody, put it in a book. Yep. You know, that's you what go. has happened. There you go. Hey, man, listen, I want, to, I want to thank you all for joining us. I want to also do a shout out to my son, Walter L. Smith III, uh, big time high school graduate, headed off to... Uh, the fam next year, but he will be um, finishing up some some really great work that he's doing. Yeah. Doing role, man. I'm very proud of him. 3.73 wow. GPA. My all man. Right. <laughs> my man proved them all wrong. Hey, yeah, he did. As always, from our voice to the radio waves, the hearts and the minds of the people.